Freedom 35555 Dude, start the podcast. Wow. Welcome everybody to Freedom 35ers, Cardano NFT podcast, episode 87, technically episode 88 for all the OGs out there. My name is Tommy. I go by T-O-N-N-Y. My name is TJ. I go by Lazy T. And I am the other Tom. I go by Lavish Bear. And tonight, Tom? Just Tom. Yeah. It's Tom. Just no Tom. names. Uh, but we brought along some guests for the first time in a long time. Uh, guys, please welcome onto the stream co founders of the Mallet Order, Demosthenes and Nemesis. Guys, welcome onto the show. How's it going? Hi, guys. Uh, I was, I was I almost hit the soundboard there, but I realized we were uh, we were on a recorded call. This is not a Monday night live stream. We need to get that hype, that chat, that buildup going. Uh, but yeah, man, hi, welcome on to the stream. Uh, in woman, woman, <laughs> that's gonna be a fun one. Uh, sir, over there. it's it's sir, sir. I like sir, S E R, right? Uh, no, guys, welcome on to the stream. Welcome on to the show. Um, how you guys doing? Good, happy to be here, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking over here at Nemesis. She's like, she wants to go ahead and say something. Just feel free to interrupt us at any time throughout this show here. I was going to say, I wish I could have a hat so I could hide my emotions. Oh, yeah. The, the hats are like a, a weird confidence blocker um, for, for whatever reason. The hair, I don't stare at the whole time. So if you throw a hat on, something about it just gives you the power when, uh, when you're on these interviews. I will say um, I need a hoodie like Demosthenes. He looks like he's about to drop a fire album here soon. Bro, I, I could have swore. <laughs> uh, you know what? Touche, touche, TJ. I'll, I'll, I'll have to get you back for that one. That's, <laughs> That's the insta callback. You know he was coming back to that throughout that stream. Um, no, guys, no, seriously, welcome on. Uh, we were talking about it before the show, but live stream, our first podcast in almost a year that we've actually had a guest. And you guys technically are our first guest on the actual show of 2023. So, uh, Another first for the Mallet Order. We've done a couple of them with you guys. Uh, even last year, I know we did our first live stream with you guys. And then uh, the face reveal for you, Demosthenes, back in like December. So we've had a fun journey with you guys. And you guys just hit your year. So it's good to have you guys on uh, officially. We've been meaning to set this up for a while. And uh, tonight should be a fun one. We're going to kind of, we're going to talk a little bit of Mallard. But we're going to dial it back a little bit too, just to kind of broader overall NFTs. And just kind of kick back and chill tonight. It's going to be a fun one. So we're looking forward to it um but guys yeah i want to kick like right into this usually we preface these we kind of do a little recap of what we got started on from last week and uh and for monday for monday yeah, yeah. gotta follow up monday night man uh it got weird a little bit it got <laughs> a little crazy uh the dirt community started showing up on us and uh we didn't even plan you know what the crazy part was we didn't even plan on talking to these guys uh, or about the project at that time it was just like hey they dropped a new roadmap somebody over in chat started talking about it and it was just, on chat started spamming it They're it's like, just dirt when, dirt check out dirt what is your guys experience been with like the dirt community at all have you guys interacted at all um with any of them or you guys collect any dirt have you been interested in that project when they first minted out um when they first originally minted no because I, I wasn't really well versed in it but i remember seeing the eggs and i remember thinking to myself like is this really going to work out all these eggs they're supposed to have like these metadata traits that then lead them to look a certain way and then it um actually ended up coming out exactly how they said it. and then that's when i got interest in them and then i saw dave trolling and like their whole community is basically on that same wave where they're like make a gif or a meme in like three minutes and it's perfectly like you know relative to the situation i mean you can't build communities like that overnight like they really have some sort of synergy behind it all 
I'm, I'm kind of scared to talk about Derp sometimes because like every time we do, um, there's just some, some crazy meme or something gets put over into our chat, some sound clips, some, something happens to us. Um, and obviously Monday night was, uh, was no, was no exception over there. Uh, they, see Tommy. Well, dude, Tom, you started, I blame that whole night on you, honestly. Um, I don't know. We, Tom started, Tom just said gang gang. And then it just, it went, <laughs> it just, it went quite Those crazy from there. Things. Ah, man. Do you, like, do you guys, I mean, I don't know. Is that, I know that's over on TikTok and I don't ever pay attention. And is it TikTok? I don't even know, actually. Um, but uh, that, Instagram were paying... live and TikTok live, I think, because it's a live thing for sure. Do you guys know what we're Dude. talking about? Nemesis and Demosthenes? Gang, gang. Those, yeah, the yeah. NPCs yeah. are real life NPCs. <laughs> I love Lamborghinis, yeah. Yeah, I do that since uh, we, you know, basically give everything away for free from the project and only charge for the ducks. I have uh, to do that on my free time. Um, ah, okay. So I'm an NPC. Yeah, I'm an NPC uh, for three hours a night. Yeah, I heard it pays it. well. I've heard it's paid well. It sounds like I mean it's crazy as it seems. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, I don't know what her name is. It's something like Tiny Pony or something. Little ice wow, cream. ice cream, so good. Yeah, yeah, gang gang. Oh man, I don't know where that that came from the, on Monday night, but then it just evolved into derp. Uh, just started derp, and then from there the community. I woke up in the morning and somebody clipped the derp 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 thing, and I even think I referenced it in the video of like, hey, we should make like a beat of this. And that was a terrible decision because they decided they were going to go ahead and take it one step further. And then, uh, it, it actually, we got a song now to Gemma's you referenced it over there. It's a, uh, what do you, what'd you call it? The trap house, uh, mix, uh, mixtape or whatever there we need to get, we need yeah, to get, yeah. a few of these. we need to actually get an album set up over here. Um, but yeah, man, this is honestly, this kind of scares me that this kind of stuff can happen so quickly. Um, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about real quick, let's, let's take a little quick gander. Shout out to Nito for making this in like literally less than like 12 hours of setting this up. Uh, he's actually, I love the little beat that he ended up doing over at this. You guys hear this real quick? Ready to look at the map, Tommy? And just get a little, like, we need, like, a little beat. I need some, like, a little snare. I gotcha. Little hi-hats. No problem. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. So much more stuff. When? Gang gang. I was ready for the full song on that. Dude, my man just straight up just dropped a little like whole intro. I mean, I'm ready to just get some people on the remix. Uh, we'll start setting it up for the community after that. Uh, down, and then I saw you jump down in the comments over there too. Yo, we need to get that Mallard uh, trap remix get going over here. So who knows what we can grab from uh, maybe something to, on this episode. But no, man, it was just crazy that stuff like that happens like so quickly inside a community. And the fact that it's like you got one community that built one aspect of that. And then you got another person who does music inside this community. And then just instantly it just gets created uh, within a matter of like hours. I thought that was, uh, you know, it was just funny to me. Uh, we have a good time. Plus, like I said, he made a little fire beat there. I, I had a good time. I enjoyed that music. It's like you said, Demosthenes. I mean, that's one thing that always drew us to the the Dirt Birds is when they first came out, there was a lot available like back then in Cardano. And we just kind of uh, passed on that. Um, and I think TJ, both of us didn't get them early on. And we're kind of like, I don't know, like I, just the art's not really doing it for me. And we're just here for the flips. I mean, that's really what we're there for at that time. Uh, but especially on Twitter, an early Twitter, like on the CNFT side, 
their community was always there. Like anytime anyone asked about anything on NFTs, because uh, I remember we used to talk about that. You remember uh, Tommy and TJ we used to have those conversations where like derpers mm-hmm. are showing up all the time. Um, and it wasn't until Tommy got that uh, the incubator and we followed him along. I think we were doing the live stream then, Tommy. Yeah, we did a. It was well that at that time, like a, a multi sig mint wasn't really a thing back then mm-hmm. um and that's what got me interested in them because it was like this is a dumb like pfp these birds look ridiculous who the hell is buying these things and then that egg thing happened and it was like hey they had a little animation a whole video and it all happened in one transaction and that was like new and revolutionary at that time and i was like there's gotta be more of these guys they can build something like this and so we kind of i bought a few things from them minted a few and then i think last year when we had dave on he was like the rocket ship's about to go off and then i think like literally like a week after that derbs kind of had their ascendance inside of cardano and that was it was fun to kind of see that. And now even to this day with with everything that they got going on, their community, I didn't realize like how crazy they got. Like you were talking about how quickly they can generate and like sh- like pop off memes. Like I'm a, I was scrolling through their Discord even just now, like taking a look at it. I don't know if you guys can see this. Like mm-hmm. I'm over there and uh yeah, just like you start scrolling here and I don't even know what I'm gonna see. It might not be safe for work. <laughs> like it's like you got <laughs> This tea bag and Kong's in here. You got uh I, I don't even know if this what oh god, no, <laughs> I don't know what that one is. Uh but yeah, you just start scrolling in here and it's just like I don't even know what I'm looking at, but it's just like <laughs> so we gotta set this down. What is going on? Now? But everything is also like made with derps in it, you know what I mean? They take the time, they're not just yeah. necessarily posting all these memes too. Like scary, man. Like these these community members are taking all these, some of them like pretty, you know, well-known memes and gifts uh that are used often, but making them into derps. Yeah, it's it's scary. I don't have like, to censor like ninety percent of these either. So I don't know what fantastic. I just saw. Like I was just scrolling a little bit, and and now it's a zoomed in version of the one. All right, perfect, uh, fantastic. Right, yeah. yeah, we're gonna shut that back down. Making um, time work a little bit. I'm gonna. It's like borderline. Yeah, just X rated right there. Yeah, not safe for work. Borderline not, for sure. That was south of border. I think uh, that's not safe for derp. There you go. There's a little word right there. Um, man, that's, that's, that's scary. Can you imagine that? Do you guys ever get like crazy things like that from the community where somebody just starts making something of your guys' stuff and you're like, yo, like we can't, we can't support that. Oh, no, no, no it's, but it's hilarious at the same time. Because you guys I mean, yeah, people, sorry, uh, people strip my face all the time without my permission. And then, you know, the internet wins. It just, they'll like because have that. me like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like zaddy demos. They put me in all sorts of sketchy situations and uh, I just have to eat it. So. Give, give you high tops you know yeah the high tops yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh now i heard a funny story about that uh demos was talking about it on the last uh twitter space where he said that you're uh nemesis and the team you guys were clowning them a little bit uh because of that high top fade uh during that re- that week when we released that did you guys get on them about that yeah but i've i've actually seen um his hair beyond that so I mean, it it could have been an afro. You would have never known what it is. I think. Yeah, uh, shut up, nemesis. And you're also, it, you're bringing it back. They were trolling me in the Slack, dude. She would make like little freaking Slack, random images. Yeah. Yeah, she would make random images and like start outlining it like crudely <laughs> to look like chunks were missing out of my head. Oh, that's um, hilarious! Like the presentation, yeah. one's higher, one's lower. She's definitely done that one. Yeah, yeah. Like I look like I could be like an expert in the movie Juice or something. Shout out to Tupac before. <laughs> you could give you like the like the hair like the weekend where it's just like all over the place. Like, <laughs> Juice, <laughs> just freestyle. <laughs> Juice. Stop. I know that Chappelle show call, uh, callbacks. We like to quote a lot of stuff on this show. So Samuel L. Jackson beer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juice, I think that was a good one. <laughs> they ate me. A fucking shocking. No, we're done. 
Um, but no, man. So I think uh, as far as like communities go, I mean, we can transition from the dirt stuff. But you guys obviously have one of the most active communities inside of Cardano NFTs. And with good reason, man, you guys have built uh, a really strong following built, you know, behind such a strong team that you guys have. Uh, with that being said, you guys are coming up on your first mint. Uh, basically, uh, I guess it's been a year. We were kind of talking about that on a live stream. So is this like the official, like you guys have actually sold something uh, outside? Because I believe the Relic stuff was in Rune, right? So with that being- Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, one year though, like that's that's crazy. That's almost unheard of in this type of space to not go that long without a new mint and have for you guys to kind of be successful. Like it's a testament to what you guys have been doing. So with uh, upon the eve right now, I guess as we release this, assuming everything hits the plan uh, on the 18th, you guys are going to be dropping your comic mint over here. Um, and we talked about it on the live stream a little bit over on the Monday. Can you guys kind of walk us through uh, just briefly, like what we're going to be getting into uh, this Friday here uh, from your guys' perspective? Uh, what do you want to know? Like the technical boring aspects of like no, how no, the mint just, will work or like the, no, the comic no, itself? We, no, like, yeah, what is the comics? Like what, what was your goal kind of with uh, dropping this over here? Okay, so um, big on lore, big on, uh, you know, world building, building a whole narrative to flesh out the characters. Um, I feel like, you know, collectibles and whatnot are pretty worthless. Like, for instance, you know, people have Star Trek memorabilia, but it's really just pieces of plastic and cardboard, whatever. But what really brings it all together is the world building, the memories they have of like Captain Picard or, you know, Kirk. Right. And that's what makes that toy or, or that base uh, or that trading card or whatever become more than what it really, you know, is just an object and an inanimate thing. Yeah. Um, and we kind of wanted to do the same thing here where it's like, OK, we want to tap into markets that are steadily going on an upward trend um, that aren't in crypto that um, could resonate with what we're doing, which is like having this geeky lore and like this mystery and whatnot. And I feel like the walls of text aren't a good way to go forward with it. So yeah. we just hit two birds with one stone. Okay, so A, flesh out the store, the whole story visually for our holders so they can get a more exciting experience. And then B, for non-holders, uh, be able to get our foot in the door in and you know, get our like ourselves in 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 spaces that we normally wouldn't be able to as just an NFT project. So now we can go to actual, like the main goal is to, you know, have IRL events, gallery shows, go to conventions for NFTs, but then also hit trade, uh, trade shows and conventions for comic books along the way and actually get these comics in local comic shops. And yeah. people can doubt me and whatever, but I promise you, we will be accomplishing that. So that's like the main goal here is to actually get a following outside of this space that enjoys these comics. I got to ask, has, has it been fun as fuck making a comic? Like it's got to be a blast on some level too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. But of course there's all these like, you know, after you stare at something for so long, then I feel like bad, you know, I'll have to like go up to Box Lord. I'm like, I know you did this for like the last three months and I made you <laughs> revise this particular panel 30 more times, but or 30 times in the uh, past but I'm going to need you to do it again. And it's like, you keep looking at it so many times that like you, you start to like, I guess, um, reiterate way too much. I'm sure as creatives, you guys know this. Like if you, if you stare at your creation, you almost start to hate it after a while and you start to find all these imperfections that aren't really there. And then you kind yeah, of overdo. I mean, so, yeah. 
I was even going to ask Nemesis, you might have it too, like where you're working on something for so long. I, I like lose my eye completely. It's not even like, I hate it. It's just like, this is good. Yeah. This is, this is, this is what I, is this shit? Like, I can't, I don't know. I have no idea anymore. Like I got four fonts here and I know one of these is the one, but I just like, I'm, I'm lost on it completely. I've just stared at it too long uh, that I can't tell the difference, especially when it starts coming down to like, you know, shading and weight and all that like small stuff that goes into like certain fonts and, and making the picture it's just like i've i gotta step away or just gotta ask tj and tommy hey tommy and tj here's three versions pick which one all right i didn't like that one but i'm gonna trust you guys for this because i yeah. have no idea anymore yeah i think you need like an objective like that's the perfectionist i think in us Tomas. you know that's that like that's the whole 100 perfectionist in me or i can stare at something and tom's just like dude i just work so hard on this and he just built this whole crazy video sometimes especially when we first got going and i'm like dude but can you change this one thing and he's like do you just want it to like do you want me to build like a whole storyline you want me to make a new edit in 3d do you want me just to go become a we'll video make a whole editor fucking and, like, cartoon and, like, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. what else do you want tommy yeah, just, but, yeah. but to be true there were plenty of times where you'd be like yeah but wouldn't it be cool like if this happened and then they walk down and then like got in the spaceship and that happened and it was like on this background and i was like dude do you want me to just like go to school for five years and then i was like <laughs> well but you know we we could do this and and a yeah. lot of times that led to a lot of great ideas 100 and nemesis from your kind of point of view like who was the one that put this uh the trailer and stuff like this is this you nemesis or is this uh anybody else on the team how are you guys putting some of the artwork and stuff together outside of box lord we losing nemesis over here I think she's just muted. Okay. Yeah. If, if you, whenever you want to, yeah, either way, no worries on there. If you find that mute button, um, I yeah, think she's lagging. Good. Look at her movement. Oh, uh, yeah. She's glitching a little bit. Well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, we're, we're good. Uh, if you need to jump back or jump out, we can always go ahead and well, I was you back in. I was going to say before with the, the comic books, you were saying you want to be in comic book stores. I just, I think that's such a great idea for the fact that, hey, I'm not really in NFTs, but I'm really into comics and I want to get involved in what you guys are doing and what you guys have going on over there. So I'm going to pick up one of the comics versus the NFT first. And then, you know what, maybe I'll check out the NFTs and I really like the comics. So that's a good stepping stone to kind of bridge the Web 2 to Web 3 era. Yeah, and, uh, you know, ultimately, the truth is some people might just never align with the idea of the NFTs. I just True. want them still a part of our group, our Absolutely. community. I still, you know, want them to, like, be behind the brand one way or another. And yeah. um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's a fun challenge, too, because it's like, okay, there's these cardboard cutouts. I, I can already envision it, right? Sitting at a table, cardboard cutouts of these characters. Kind of intriguing. Um, when you come up to us to ask us what it's all about, I hit you with the... You know, well, you know, secret society, medieval times, blah, 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 uh, they're ducks. And then right then and there, most people should be like, you know, pique their interest. Like, oh, ducks, like, come on, let me see. Is this like Donald Duck, Daffy Duck? Like, what are we talking about? And I think when they see that it has more adult like look and subject matter that it might really um, fall in line with, with certain people. I know I myself, love, I really enjoy it. I do have to ask, are the characters in the comics going to have names for everything in there? Yeah, they, uh, these are the founding characters. Okay, so just a brief, uh, like, preface on, like, what's going on here, like a little summary. Um, so season one, five issues, right? Issue one is the, uh, before they founded the, the crypt and the Mallard Order, right? When they were running away from the king and uh, they found the relics and they made a plan and then they built the crypt. Uh, okay. The next issue, issue number two, is the initiation. It shows all three trials. Some of your characters are actually already 
like <laughs> put into the story. Uh, shout out to the last of the pride. He's one of them in there. And his nice. character. Yeah, yeah. His character looks like his uh, original PFP with the lava. And uh, wow. the funny thing is that he speaks in only uh, rhymes. Like every time you see oh, the character speaking, only in rhymes. Yeah. Wow. And then after um, issue three is in the current time, like where we're going next with the story. And uh, the following two issues after that is basically this building boiling point to kind of make you understand that like we may or may not be following someone who's like completely working two sides. And uh, once that unravels, season two is where that really breaks down. And then there's, it all goes to a, a, a head um, where, you know, the kingdom and um, the Mallard Order have to decide, like, is it really the king? Is it really the Grandmaster Duck? Or is it both that really are just going to end up decimating everyone involved due to um, um, trying to gain power? So, um, yeah, I'm not going to say too much, but just know that the king is also looking for his own stuff that he keeps saying that he keeps banning. Right. But he himself is looking for his own uh, ability to control said omnipotent power without letting his following know that he's really toying with this stuff. And the Grandmaster Duck um, is more of a Lich King kind of character. You know, um, it's been many, many years. This should be uh, pretty obvious to most because uh, in the original story, it was said that, you know, it's been like every hundred plus years, like a new ceremony is coming around and that this individual hasn't been seen for a long time, but he's able to speak to you in your dreams and through visions. And why is that? You know, it's because uh, essentially he's in the realm of, here and there tomorrow yesterday and the present all in one time like basically walking through the veil in and out whenever he chooses to so that's explained in, in these comments and then i don't know if you could share this part so like he's mentioned one person was kind of playing both sides uh as far as like you know through the story is it going to follow then different like point of views different perspectives like throughout it or like is there different uh, parts of the comic it'll switch perspective or kind of follow one main character through the times it's basically going to follow you as like a fly on the wall. Okay, uh, you're awesome. perceiving all I the like characters. Then, awesome. Yeah. Then there's a narrating that kind of like, you know, lets you know what the current setting is. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's this mm -hmm. day in the crib. This is the chamber you're currently in. And then you get to watch the scenario. Like you see, you know, the masters talking in between themselves, how there was someone who broke into the crypt and they're trying to figure out who, et cetera. Um, excuse me. We do have ways that we're planning to flesh out further backstories in the future with the RPG game being one of those, then Katsu's missions is going to be another. Mm. Um, and then um, funny enough, one of the individuals a long time ago, I don't know if he's still a Mallard, but he gave us this story and I had asked him like, Hey, could we use it in the future? Uh, he was like, yeah, just give me credits for it, but uh, I want to give it to you as a gift. And then he inspired us to also write a backstory for someone else. And we've been talking to, I'm waiting on them to get back to us for the last like month and a half, but book.io uh, is supposed to actually make the book of what this individual wrote. And it's like this backstory of one of the characters uh, who, who basically was one of the reasons why everybody got to make it in the end. That'd wow. be an awesome connection too. That's great. Wow. I, I want to say something, Tommy and TJ, just, I mean, it almost brings it back to the um, Derpers as well, because it's something you mentioned, Demosthenes, uh, is kind of making these memories in the space 
Um, and it's, you know, it's almost hasn't been long enough to really get to nostalgia level, I guess, like short-term nostalgia, but these projects that we've minted uh, that have those moments that really stick with you, that are like a good memory that you then associate, you know, in a positive way too. It just gets you more connected. Whereas like I have with the, uh, um, the Mallard Order and breaking those codes with you guys, Derpers we mentioned was like, you know, the incubator is just one that stands out so clearly where there's so many projects that we just have gotten involved with that kind of have a forgettable experience. You meant, um, maybe you remember making a decent flip, but even then, do you remember the exact numbers? Like, oh yeah, I think I did pretty well. Maybe it made like 200 data. I don't remember really. I know I did all right. That's all I remember about it at all. That's my only positive connection to it as opposed to actually getting invested with these other ones because they've gone a little bit further outside the box and a little creative. I just, we never kind of considered that is like how you phrase it as making a memory uh, within this space. And that's really what those projects have done. And none of, I'm sure there's plenty of other examples. None of the other ones come to mind. Uh, remember but, bad ones. Baby uh, yeah. Club. But yeah, yes. things like that. But I just, you know, these ones that actually go out of their way and were like very different and how successful. Hockey, no. <laughs> oh my goodness man i have so many bad projects but i also have with this one reminds me so much of like the memories that we built with it like we've been with you guys since the beginning even before you guys uh minted so those early challenges and trials and things like that really like formed a connection to the project and one of the reasons i think we really got a chance to stay in because you feel more connected with yourself your pfp whatever it is that you're rocking inside of there and also the community and then to see how you guys are not only a comic book, right, is a comic, right? It's, some people have their own, you know, they grow up with those. Uh, they idolize maybe their heroes or villains, whatever it may be. With this, though, it's very interesting because you're taking this technology from Web3 and integrating it into it. And not only are you getting to experience it uh, for the kind of the first time, but you can kind of reimagine and re-experience it with this new technology, the SIP68 that you guys are allowing it to level up. Because uh, can you explain a little bit about what the decision was to actually be able to do that or maybe even the possibilities you guys were like presented with like holy crap this would be really cool to actually be able to level this and then we could add this to it we could change storylines what if they just looked one day and their comic was showing a different thing that unlocked a certain thing like what were your kind of thought process with uh with the leveling aspect once that technology was unlocked uh well it's quite simple um a i'm trying to figure out a way to get the get the story in people's hands before all the manufacturing before the shipping before dealing with any kind of mishaps or whatever right um that would probably take x amount of weeks so then we're, we're thinking in the macro like crap if we're gonna give out like 10 issues and we've had people already waiting so long for chapter three and the rest of the lore we yeah. can't make them wait any longer and then this is also a way for them to early support then the sip 68 tech comes out and then we realize, okay, perfect, because A, it gets us an early test on using the tech, using everything behind the scenes and seeing how it's going to work for our ducks uh, for the Ascension, right? And then B, um, so let me just put it like this. Um, if we wanted the actual digital uh, NFT itself to actually have all the pages, et cetera, that'd be cool and all, but you'd be able to read it from pool.pm, which I'm not a big fan of um, because the main goal for us is to get you the physical copies. This is just your early contribution. So we give you discount, we give you the comic, and then we send it with a bit of little goodies that come with it, like stickers and pins and, you know, everyone gets that. So that'll be nice. Um, and, um, so the way we're doing like, okay, it's animated and whatnot. It's not actually within the NFT, right? The NFT will then allow us to be able to 
add in new information to the metadata. Like, uh, let's say physical copy comes in, we can add the ISBN number. Uh, you've re actually redeemed, we get to actually add that fact that you've redeemed. Now, um, since we have a token gated site and all of the, the uh, you know, the files on the site are, we've, we've checked over and over. You can't look through the robots.txt. You can't try to FTP file uh, upload. I mean, look into the server. You can't SSH in, in, into it. So you can't really like pull out any of the, uh, uh, the, the core files without uh, having your wallet connected with your asset. Um, and then that allows us to be able to give you like a really high res file that has animation to it, sound to it. Uh, sound effects, et cetera. And yeah. I feel like that's like a, a really fun, healthy medium because we we needed a, um, a way to not have to burn your NFT and have you uh, go through this whole process in order to be able to showcase that you've redeemed it for your physical copy. So I think it's cool too, because like you practically made like a little mini animated series with just the comic book visuals like that and then sound effects. That's just- I mean, animated is- you know, it's still pretty. It's still a picture. It's, yeah. But I know what I mean, though. Like, you bring it a little more life to it. Well, sound yeah, and stuff like that, that 100%. percent to it, for sure. Yeah. And me and TJ are still formally requesting, like, you know, in Star Wars, they have the uh, Cantina band. We just yes. want to be <laughs> doing some of the sound effects or voices in the background. Like, yes. Yeah. That's what, yes, just, yes, just hit us up with one of those. Just, just <laughs> episode uh, seven or something like that. It's page extra behind the credits after <laughs> yeah. all the back pages. Just like a behind the after credits page. Yeah. <laughs> we'll actually hold you to to that. Uh, when uh, I'd be down. Nemesis was showing. Yeah, when Nemesis was showing the team your stream the other day. Uh, we were we were watching it, and then when you guys brought that up, we were like, "Oh crap, that'd be super sweet for like season two. And because yeah. um, uh, we're already uh, we're finalizing on on the fifth issue, so we can actually start that up pretty soon, in like the next month or two. So probably like at least we'd we be able to ideate. So what, what we could do is we could send you over our Mallard PFPs. They can do like a little tiny like little rendering of us when the corner. We'll make some voice effects while something's going on in the main story spot. You had me the minute you uh, started reading it, and then you uh, did the whole voice changer. You know, you sound a little epic. Right. The oh, Boston yeah. East ah, in the matter of the Caribs. You were waiting for this song, TJ. Ah, no. <laughs> I to cut that cord. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know. I know uh, Nemesis, we were losing you in and out right now. Is the is the mic working for you? Um, are we back? In is it? I'm not sure. It is. It is. <laughs> we're okay, back. I was, I was mega lagging once. I didn't realize that I had like 8 million applications open in the, yep, in the background that I didn't you know, like I, I had Figma, Adobe, freaking eighty oh. tabs of Chrome. <laughs> so that's how my last computer broke. I had to get a new one because we started running way too much stuff, and then it just basically burned out my uh, my CPU, and that was the end of that. So there I was, there was up doing that in the live streams. I'll be like talking, and you guys will not be really responding to me, and I'm like, I'm they're not hearing me because I'm lagging. And oh yeah, I have like After Effects open and Photoshop still open. It's like, maybe if I close it, it's probably, in fact, I probably should be rendering a file in After Effects during the live stream. I'll stop that. Well, it's funny because it's like Twitter spaces, you can get away with that, right? Nobody visually sees you and they can't see like that little internal panic that you're having. Like, why isn't this and it's working? On my phone, I so I can do yeah. stuff on my computer. When so you're on a video there, you're like, yeah, it's like one of the yeah. two. Like I just had to accept that. I remember there was a point where I just kept cutting in and out of the stream where I couldn't even like stay on Zoom. And Tom just basically put like a sub zero like thing where it just basically froze me because I was just standing at the screen like this, just looking at you guys. 
Uh, and yeah, like yeah, he cousins. started doing it. Yeah, then son of a bitch, and he started doing it like where he would just freeze, <laughs> like in the middle of the show, but not actually be frozen. But we couldn't tell because his camera would freeze like every ten seconds, anyway. Sometimes. Yeah. No, it's again, it's fun. Again, yeah, but done. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I literally almost had us. And right that would have like, like, yeah, just bag <laughs> it again. But I mean, oh, yes, yeah, so enough. But the point is, nothing could be worse than Tommy's old computer that we had for like I don't know, sixty episodes. What are we on? Episode sixty nine right now. So it's like yeah. you know, next week. <laughs> That's the one. Uh no, but no, uh, Nemesis. I know we didn't get a chance to really jump into too much of the comic side of things. Uh, what was kind of some of the interaction points with you uh, in your process of involvement? Like we were talking about, who was cutting together those trailers and things like that. Were you, have you been like act? I know Box Lord's doing a lot of the the stuff. Is were you involved at all, um, art wise in this? Um, more so direction for this. Um, yeah, Boxford has done a lot of the more like, I wouldn't say like realistic, but more like comic art throughout the project yeah. since we onboarded him. Um, so yeah, it's it's more so art direction at the moment while I take care of Raiders Guild. And I wanted to say earlier that yes, I do like when you're working on something for several million hours, it's just like, oh crap, like as it's, it's like uh, I can't I can't keep looking at the same thing and have more perspectives than what I do right now because my brain has frozen itself to death. I, I start vibrating in my head. Yeah, it's like I can't even oh. focus anymore. I just need to stop. I mean, I even got to that point when we stopped, started swapping because we had so much stuff going on. I started doing the live stream. I learned how to do thumbnails. I like that was a whole new thing for me. And even I got down there well, when I was first. It's a lot of fun doing... at first, though, because you're so like you're getting real creative cool. with like, it, and you're like, oh, like I just spent nine hours making like this picture. It's like I mean, it's not bad first time, but like just yeah, you look like back at it. It's like <laughs> I spent nine later, hours doing like that. I don't even want to spend five minutes on this right now, like son of a bitch. Because well, yeah, you were erasing uh, literally every pixel zoomed in. I'm like, details, bro, no one is going to see that. No, no one is seeing that pixel. Oh man, it was bad. Like I didn't realize he doesn't that, notice though. when I make his forehead taller in our thumbnails. <laughs> hey, just a little bit higher every little time, right there, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> I'm the type of creative that uh, starts destroying things. Like I, if I stare at it for too long, I'll literally just be like, pick it screw it, scrap the whole thing. No, like literally, is there? There's been times where I've worked on something or like ideated on something or had them even help me out with something for like three months straight, and then I'm just like, I I can't stand it. There's all these screw ups. So I can't. I don't want to wait on the day where like a clever holder goes, hey, how come you overlooked it? And it's like I didn't overlook it actually. Yeah. It should have never been released like this, you know. It's just, a, it's a gift and a curse, you know? Um, but no, man, I think you guys nailed it, uh, especially with Box Lord's direction. As we were always talk about this on the on the show of how you guys made ducks look cool and badass um, with these designs right here with the duck knights. Like, I have to say, like, this is, is such such a cool way to go about this. And you guys nailed the look on this. Like, absolutely. It's really interesting because, like, those helmets are also, like, you could see those in real life. Like, they're not too far off from, like, what some no. just had crazy-ass helmets. Uh, and it fits so well with the beak stuff. It's kind of wild. Yeah, here's the beauty of it. That's uh, You actually get to see them take them off, obviously, when they're arrested. Um, but uh, Or jailed, I should say. But, um, yeah, th this is just the first issue. So you get to see, like, them as the Duck Knights, you know, and they're kind of, like, conquest days, uh, you know, sieging castles days. But then for the rest of the comic out, you, you don't really see them in these outfits anymore. It's just like, yeah, you know, 
Well, those are great callbacks. We were talking about too, just, uh, I don't know what the ascended ducks are going to look like, but how cool would it be to have a duck knight uh, helmet trait on some of those? I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know where you guys are going with it, but modern times, it that way. in the modern uh, episodes or uh, chapters, they'll have just a sailor suit, no pants on, right? That's a <laughs> modern duck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, you've seen um, the comic actually develops its art style too, funny enough. So yeah. um, we wanted to pay homage to like a lot of different eras and issue one is like more so the late 80s, early 90s. Think mm. like, you know, Hellboy, Todd McFarlane, Spawn days yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and then it starts getting more so like the image I posted today where the duck is getting his sash or whatever. And it's like I a little that. more yeah. hyper real. Yeah. But yeah, no. you'll you'll see it over time. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, it was interesting because uh, I didn't know if this was part of the same comic in there. So this will have been, this will be images that are used in those comics uh, in later. Yes issues. and yes and no. You, you'll you'll see. There's a, a particular way that a certain character um, gets to perceive like the world around them, and it I like gotcha. shifts and and twists every single time. So, but yeah, um, cool. You don't see them in helmets uh, past the first uh, okay. uh, issue, uh, unless it's uh, a flashback. Yeah. Okay. Well, so if everybody wants to get their hands, we can kind of, we've already dove through all the details and all the when and whys and all that. So uh, pretty much one five fifty five. you guys love that time. Uh, UTC over here this Friday, um, different tiered pricing, public sales, 75 ADA, uh, lowest discount you can get is if you hold a SAS at 35 ADA. Shout out to 35. It was interesting for you guys when, when you guys were doing the tiered pricing on this too, uh, that you gave the sash holders and school of thoughts a little bit of a nod uh, over the invitation letters, although the invitation letters did get five uh, relics dropped to them. Was that like kind of like a uh, calculated decision to pay a little homage back to them? Or how did that ever, what was the conversation just on that? You you literally called it out in your last stream. You were like, yeah, it, it, you know, they haven't gotten as much love like the invitation letters and the last few things that have happened, like with the ordinals, you know, the invitation letters still got more raffle entries, et cetera. Right. Um, and at this point, it's like, okay, there's less revered occultist holders, excuse me, at nearly all times highs. They were spending like, you know, a little bit more in the letters or if not the same um, schools of thought. There's plenty of mallards who hold tons of different ducks. They deserve some love. And then invitation letters. It's like, okay, we've always showed you guys love. We've even had, you know, giveaways for you guys. We're about to like give you guys your own governance with uh, using summon DAO, et cetera, for your royalties. A hundred percent of the royalties are already yours. So you're already getting a lot of love. I just felt like certain roles didn't get as much attention. And this time around, they probably should. Yeah. No, absolutely fair. And it, I mean, it makes people happy in that regard. I think if you've held an invitation letter at this point, you guys are pretty happy with what you got so far. Um, so I don't think there's any any problem with that. And then uh, you guys went for like a lower supply on this too. Um, is that more so just based on like kind of market sentiment overall? Or is that just kind of where the, the sweet spot for you guys where you wanted it to be at? Well, there, that's the funny part. Logistically, and I hate to do this, people hate you being human and having to pivot. But logistically, uh, right now, Crypt Keeper is like, hey, man, um, going based off like community sentiment right now, it, it's going to it's it's not going to look too good for uh, by the by the public rounds. You know, like people might not be able to pick one up. Um, we might need to think about like adding a few more. Um, mm -hmm. For me, it was more so. Again, early um, support, but mainly if you want the comic, you got to get it 
physically. That's it. Right. And if and if and if someone wants to let you pry or you know a comic out of their hand, that's the digital version. Then you can get those. But it's like a more exclusive, like you know, Kickstarter like thing where because you were here early to give us a bit of a little boost. Um, you know, you, you get these extra little rewards, et cetera. But besides that, our main focus is you want this comic, you just pick it up from our, our store, uh, for, you know, uh, fiat or, um, crypto and you're getting the physical copy, not the digital. Dope. I love that you guys are putting the physical copy with it too. So it's like a tangible item. I love that. Like you said, I love collecting things like that. We've done that from some of our favorite projects. So, uh, speaking of that, we need to get some merch, uh, over from you guys. Right? I need to go 100%. on there. I've been slacking on that front, but yeah, man, I, I love, I love the fact that you guys are kind of going that route. And I mean, that kind of ties uh, directly into some stuff that we wanted to kind of talk about like overview, not only in the mallet order, but just overall, like the state of CNFTs when you talk like hype and sentiment uh, and where we're at uh, just in this like phase and cycle right now. Uh, there was a, I mean, we've talked a little bit about Frank from D gods over here. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, Utes and D guys is the founder over there. He's probably one of the most famous Web3 founders in the space, uh, one of the most popular, certainly. Um, he dropped this 12-minute video because uh, they had a, you know, that art. You're, you're not playing that whole thing, are you? No, no, no. Oh. Okay, just want to make sure. Guys, There's buckle that. up for 12 yeah, minutes I'm, right I'm now. dipping with you tonight. I'm not <laughs> staying for that whole shit. After I break time, right? Yeah, 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 guys, peace. No, I was yeah. going to give you a quick little summary. I'm not playing this video at all, but I wanted to reference this because there was a reply under here uh, that's referenced to you, Demos. But I wanted to kind of talk about this because they had a fumble, essentially. They call it a fumble. They almost use it like a marketing stunt also, um, that people weren't too happy with the artwork and the, the dust that, that they had to spend to get this new art. Uh, you know, it was a little underwhelming, I guess, to some. And he kind of was like, look, this is this is what you get for getting into our brand and our, our community. Um, you get you get access to a really good group of people. Um, you get social status inside of this Web3 world uh, with our PFPs. Uh, you get access to different parties. And you're, you're it's basically community is what his overall sentiment was. And dialing it back down, um, he also said his NFT is dead. I've seen that a lot from other people. But Demosthenes, you went ahead and uh, commented back. It looks like over from Lorenzo from TGT. But he was like, my biggest takeaway was don't overhype things if it's going to, you know, if it's not going to live up to the hype. Uh, and then you pretty much were just like, well, what's the perfect answer if you don't constantly announce it's bad as well? No one has the answer to the real truth. Experimentation is key. People just have to become mature enough to understand this. I wanted to kind of throw this to you guys out there. Uh, like this hype in marketing, especially in this type of a market, does it help or hurt your project? And is it is it the death of you when you guys start to actually deliver what it is that you guys have essentially hyped uh, once it gets to that point? Um, you know, it's, a, it's like a double-edged sword, man. It's like, uh, all right, first things first, right? If you don't market and you don't hype, like let, let, let's redefine hype, right? Let's say... Um, if you don't focus on trying to get the max awareness around what you're trying to, what you're trying to man or offer, et cetera, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice because you, you should be building up right towards something. And then you should be educating everybody why they're buying, what they're buying, et cetera. Um, but the beauty about that is if you try to do the novel thing of like, well, let's not overhype because the product isn't fully ready yet will instead build and uh, while being quiet, the market then loses, uh, you know, they become fickle and go to the next thing. And I see some of the best builders get completely ignored every day. And it breaks my freaking heart 
And that's because, again, they focus so much on the developer side of things and they kind of never really push their product out there. So it's like a screwed up, like double-edged sword in this space where like, yeah, if you don't go out there every single day uh, on Twitter and Instagram, wherever, and promote, people will actually look at you like you're a clown in a way. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, why are you letting the, the, the hype die? Why are you letting the community die? Why are you letting the sentiment die? And then what Frank found out is it's, it's good to hype things up. It's good to like get attention, get awareness and continue to keep it at a constant, get uh, user retention like that and get new onboard. But what happens is your floor price and the expectancy start getting to a level where you, you can almost not even match it anymore by X amount of value being offered in the product. Mm-hmm. Even though you already told them this is what you would ex- t- what is to be expected X Y Z. Now your floor price is twenty thousand. I don't. People are like, I don't give a hell what your roadmap says. What are you doing for me for twenty thousand? That's what it becomes. Yeah. And he brought out new art. How did that become like mega fud? What what broke my heart about it was, guys. He allowed you to just switch it or not. And you have four pieces of art now living it within the same one. If you don't like the new art, you could just go right back to your dead God or say that way. Um, and then they went on them for the points parlor system. And it really like opened up my, my eyes on like, in my head, like on the fact that maybe the consumer doesn't know what they want. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know? I was going to say, and especially in the NFT market, people that are treating their NFT project like a business as they should in marketing the appropriate way it's just like you said fighting a losing battle almost sometimes because the consumers of said projects are are really just looking to flip they're just concerned about the floor price so when the floor price starts to go down they're like oh this shit's not doing anything why aren't you guys talking as soon as you guys mention something oh the floor is too high what's going on like what can you get me for this what's my return on investments for this nft it's like bro you just brought a profile picture what more did you expect the floor price went up because the community is awesome like what like, what more can you ask from me now well you get into like the whole like i uh well money's not really the concern i'm here for the community but at the end of the day if that you're sitting that's when on those projects nice. that have that good foundation that hey the price is what it is right now i feel comfortable i feel but as soon as somebody pushes that exactly that, that chair a little bit underneath you a little bit and you realize you're not as uh impenetrable or or just basically you, you can be touched at that point and your project can go like that in an instant if uh the hype and the the sentiment changes the other way it makes people question themselves real quick like Am I really a fan of this right now, or am I just really glad that I'm I'm in on the hype and I've got something that's worth something? Um, because you're you fight a devil. A lot of people say money isn't the motivator out there, but it 100 percent at the root cause of it usually is uh, is what you're finding out. And the same thing, even when uh, they decided they were going to change over from Polygon over back to Ethereum, a lot of people said it was money motivated over there, and maybe it is. But the people also were happy because it was going to a place where potentially it could be worth more money. Uh, because there's more volume over there. So it was just an interesting thing because it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. And it almost feels like having no announcement or but at the same time being active in the community is like the best like neutral ground for you to kind of be in because you're not necessarily having your deliverable out yet. You're, you're not necessarily always hyping it up, but they know something's coming. And that's usually when you're kind of in like that calm of the storm, the eye of the storm before it gets bad. And then once you guys start to hype it up, and actually deliver, that's usually when the sell point or something happens where like we just saw with the with with D guys. So 
It's interesting. I, th- I was just curious well, from a founder's perspective. It's even interesting because we used to look at it like we had these projects that would, you know, when they don't come out, released. Um, and, you know, a big one that we remember was um, Eight of Knots, where you didn't get to see what it was. And we saw the floor kind of really climb high right away. And, and it stayed there until they became released. And then, you know, obviously there's been other changes with that project now. But when they were finally, you know, revealed, uh, the floor did not sustain at that level. And it almost felt like... Um, that that same kind of thing, they like almost had an over-evaluation where people, the hype was higher than the actual, like what he, he's just kind of like, I like making clay art. I like uh, web three. I like Cardano. I like the space in the community. Um, and everyone was like, what's going on with this project? The floor is going crazy. Let's buy in now before we miss out without realizing like, Oh, it's just kind of like clay astronauts. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> I mean, and you see that kind of stuff even happen with like startup companies or like Silicon Valley, where these companies get way over, like, you know, way overpriced on their, uh, initial runs and then they can't kind of meet the like next part to get the next quota and get their next run of investments and they fail because of that because in the early part they're just way over uh evaluated or their value i can't stand high. and i completely agree with you tom um i mean all of you guys made a perfect point like you're one of the few people the minority in the space that could actually like take a step back from just being an investor yourself or a collector and like see the macro, like, okay, this is pretty difficult. Like how will this founder like meet X demand now that the floor is 40 grand last yeah. week, it was 15 K not like, it's like, yeah. how do you keep that going? You know, eventually yeah. you hit a ceiling. Like uh, I gave you my Tesla, I gave you my house. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what else I can offer. You know, like I, I'll yeah. give you back, mis- like uh, back rubs. Um, what I don't like, what I don't like, though, I'll give you soap, but you have to pay a hundred dollars shipping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Customs. I don't like, though, how like, um, and Frank uh, is a perfect example that they're doing it to him right now. The, the, the community starts trying to pressure you to stick to your original path to an extreme to the point where you've actually realized where uh, where you need to pivot and where you could revise on your original planning. And you've, you've, you've done all the ideating, you've done all the breaking down of everything, and this is what's best, right? Whether that be because of X amount of project, uh, uh, budget costs, whether that be because, you know, overhead change, something in the, uh, or, or the climate change, whatever, right? And the users, like Frank had said, Oh, he's gonna stick around for Polygon. Six months ago, people were coming at him for that. Like, oh, you you said this, and it's like, well, look, he realized even though Polygon's great and all, there is not the community there that will help build up his brand at at, at a faster rate like he expected. Um, it's more like building out stuff right now. There's not like really loud community. So the best move for him to get the most optimal amount of people would be go to Ethereum. Uh, people yeah. are trying to get on his neck for that. It's like you have to allow founders to sometimes pivot um, yeah, and, it, you know, and improve. It's just, uh, like I said, the money motivator for people holding all this stuff. It's like you're like you're talking to your shareholders in like real time and they're seeing like your real time reactions almost to a, to a degree um, in this space where they're just like, all right, oh, that didn't go exactly how we planned it. What are you guys going to do? And it's like they have that instant access to you guys, especially with spaces and these videos and discord and all the different mediums they have to chat with people. And I think that's the unique thing about this space is that people maybe, you know, they over expectate, you know, or basically bring their expectations like way up above, like you said, a normal level that would make any sense for any reasonable person to like rationally think about. And it's it's almost like the FOMO inducing thing. 
And I think that almost ties like right back into like the marketing part of this, um, where it's like, Hey, like maybe we are building this up way beyond, like we can only deliver so much to you guys before you guys are just like, what do you want from us at this point? Like we, we I want it to be a hundred thousand dollars to you. The board apes this thing was a, an anomaly. It feels like in this space. And I don't know that we'll ever see anything like that ever again. Uh, that may, maybe we will, who knows, but it certainly feels like that's, that's not for far a profile fetched. picture. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's evolved at this point. Like that was just the, the wild west days of NFTs, right? Like things were just going crazy. Nobody knew what it was yet. And people had a ridiculous, like I said, expectation of it. And now that we're here where we're at, um, they're wanting, they're demanding more from stuff where, where things that are launching now that would have been revolutionary back then are just getting overlooked, like you said. And sometimes the people who are building, it's like that you really do have to find a brand, find a community, find people to like attach to first. And then you can really start to show them the value prop of like, here's all the different things you get with us versus here's everything all at once. And then so the people are like, yeah, I don't really like that. And they just move on and you well, just wasted all that time. We've talked about that on the flip side too, Tommy, because we've been talking, you know, Makasi a whole bunch uh, lately and just talking about projects from back then, the ones that we minted, you know, Baby Allen, you were just saying, TJ, but some of those projects early on where if they were to come out now or announced now and had like, you know, no new additions just announced as they were back then, would they succeed or would they sell out or have any real hype? Everyone was just like, oh, this is just like, this is just a picture like for Twitter. It's like, doesn't go further. Oh, you're gonna have a season two, or you're gonna release more pictures for Twitter. All Mutated right. though, you get mutations, um, you know, stuff like that. And just like not to say there's no value to those projects, and you can't have fun with that art, but uh, just to see like how you know the sellouts we were having back then, and the the floor prices we were having with the relative, especially the price of ADA, um, would they get anything close to that now? Um, and like you said, Tom, there's just those higher expectations uh, from projects, which is good too. We like to see the space grow with something we've always said we want to see, you know, is where we get better projects from is us as a community holding some projects to some higher standards that are going to come out and ask for these kind of sums of money. So it's nice. You, you know, the irony though to that is, okay. I, I used to think that myself and then I'm like, okay, you, the community says they want the like the best utility. Then you see projects like on Ethereum literally give you like, or Solana, like famous Fox Federation. They've literally done every bit of utility you can think about. Like anything, lending platforms, uh, arbitrage, uh, flip coin, auction houses, raffles, uh, you bring your customizer PFPs. Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, like the biggest beta ever. Shout out to JPEG Junkies. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, even the biggest IP plays, like, for God's sakes, Yuga landed themselves with one of the top people from Activision. Like, they dropped the Metaverse demo that actually worked with thousands of people concurrently playing. This is, like, unheard of even in a AAA gaming world. I mean, look at uh, Amazon dropping New World. The servers crashed on, like, the first week. Yeah. Uh, the other side didn't do that. So I was like, whoa, this is super bullish. No, still tank. Still price go down. Still yeah. people complaining. It's like, um, yeah. so yeah, I, I also think it's a part of the what's currently the market is like overall, like the market sentiment as a whole. Yeah. Reminds me of dude. It's like uh, Ted Lasso. You guys watch Ted Lasso at all? Be like a goldfish. It's like, just like that memory is gone. They forget what you did in two seconds because they're on to the next um, over there. I'm curious too, for you, like Nemesis uh, being like as an artist inside the space and before web three, like, how does that like coincide with you where people put valuations like at ridiculous, sometimes pricing from like an artist perspective only to then like flip it on the other way of like, Hey, I just dropped this. And I feel like we did something really well here and it didn't go that way. Like, 
how has it been from the artist's perspective of of launching that, seeing people flip and seeing people kind of value your stuff? Maybe you even they're like, why are they paying that much for this? Hmm. I couldn't think about that one. It well, it's it's different because like I in my personal life I've been exposed to all types of um investors in the IRL art world. So it's like a very skewed perspective in terms of what investors are looking for and what kind of person that investor is, um, investor, uh supporter, whatever art patron, like everyone has a different angle to it, especially when it comes to like, there's the IRL stuff and then there's the crypto and NFTs. Um, they're entirely different, but some things overlap as far as like particular values that people seek. But like, I don't know, it's it's kind of like bastardized my, my view on <laughs> art in general. To be honest, because like I've been making art since I was like a baby. I couldn't even like since I didn't talk, you know. So being exposed to a lot of of um, things where I've been an artist myself. I've been an art assistant to majorly famous people who sell their works for like tens of thousands of dollars, easy. Um, and then for myself, I would grind my my ass off for like several hours or or whatever on on the singular piece and and like be humble about it. you know it, it it all depends like on what the work is, um what it's for, uh also like for me, in terms of my personal background, the client really defines what that value is too um so there's a lot of things that there's a lot of variables that interplay together um and that's like it's weird you know there's like there's the pseudo variables and then there's the actual ones where it's like okay um this person is a very high-end client they're expecting this particular thing we have to make it exactly this is their budget versus the okay this is how we value ourselves what's going to be the right spot what do we think um what is the current market sentiment you know there's there's so many things that interplay with how um like these nfts that we drop are i I don't know there's there's so many things that that play into both elements and for me for example like I have so many different kinds of art that I personally do. And nowadays I can't even price my own work. It's it's yeah. so difficult because one, NFTs have completely diverted how I've originally seen art in general for myself, um, digitally, uh, even my design work for clients, everything is so different. And, you know, so it's- yeah. I would say it's definitely a different consumer too. Like NFT art, like people that want to get those and people in the real world that want to get art. Because NFT people that are into art, 
are looking for like the flip of the art. A lot of them are not really looking like subjectively. Oh man, that's really cool. I really like how they did that. I really appreciate the art. The tangible part of it too, right? Like it, when it you is. buy it, you can showcase it. It's not like you're still in that, that old world where like nowadays, like everything you have a digital identity. I think we're so like, when we say we're early, like in it's a lot of aspects of that, we are where you well, like, not only that, the NFT consumers are like kind of assholes sometimes. Like, who are you picking part of my art that I just drew? Like, you're just some person on Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you when you <laughs> dealt with real clientele that like really appreciate your art and for what you've done, then you got these people on Twitter or whatever discords that are saying like to the artist, like, I don't really like that, this part of it or that part of it. Like, it, you, I'm sure it's just a big a different change for you. Like when you see stuff like that. I mean, you're afraid of being yes. a critic, TJ. What do you mean? It's definitely <laughs> subjective. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. You can say you don't like it or, you know, pick it apart if you don't. I mean, it's her that can say, the fuck do you know? Sure, That's what I'm saying. That. Yeah, That's what I'm trying exactly. to say. Like, like, as the, as the artist, you're, like, you're upset like, with the NFT consumer because they're like picking apart the art when they like, don't yeah, have a knowledge. I feel like, I mean, it's hard. You can't get caught up well, in well, that too much. Yeah. Like yeah. Tom just said, I mean, it, it, the, you know, Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It's uh, the, the the person bought it. They're the perceiver. They're the one who can opinionate. I mean, I can't actually say to a person, no, this is good art. You don't know what you're talking about. That person is perceiving it themselves and they think it sucks. So therefore, in their world, it does suck. And right. we can't well, do anything about that. Well, I was saying the separation of like in real life, like getting critique versus like this NFT side getting critique is like in real life. A lot of people love the stuff and like in the nft side people are like i don't really like this like well that's weird all these people over here like it in, re in real life but you guys don't like my stuff type of thing like it's just a, a different kind of a perspective that you gotta have or you, that you, you, you get i mean our show's not big in india you know it just happens that's what I'm saying. just don't like it i can imagine i can't imagine i can't imagine how much the some of the pricing i mean fucks with you nemesis and just artists i mean it's something we've talked about artists in general, in general. Yeah. because when you're like all right, I have like degrees in art history and art theory, and I worked under this artist or in this gallery or have training for this long in this place. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to make art that's true to myself and create something new. And then this person just made 200K making 15 hat colors and 15 different types of glasses. Right. And then they randomly generated it on a pickle or something. And uh, people <laughs> went crazy for it. But it's like you said, though, TJ, it's also the the point, you know, then if you're finding people that can actually want to buy your art because they uh, like it or have some sort of connection or attraction to it, as opposed to just like, I don't care which one I get. I mean, if I get a one-on-one, cool, but either way, it's gone in my wallet in 10 seconds. So right. it doesn't matter to me. Well, we're just not only an art project. The the art is just a, especially with the NFTs, it's just to represent, um, you know, the memberships, who you guys are, and then right. there's other assets that then you're supposed to combine with with said membership, your mallard, um, that could be your alt ego in Web three, and then that's supposed to add some dynamic use cases and utility uh, in the project. But overall, um. It, it's an odd thing because it's not like making one of one personal art here. It's uh, making like Web3 alt personalities that fit into the overall um, uh, narrative that we're trying to flesh out. In order. The order. Oh, well, I was waiting before, for the voice there. Uh, before uh, before the Tommy order. wraps us up here on the back end, uh, I did want to ask, um, you order. mentioned earlier Demosthenes about the sash where there's kind of a, a way for certain comic holders to kind of get that character to get the sash 
uh, as I mean, I know you have a lot planned and you're working on a lot currently. I mean, more than a lot, it sounds like if there's even more than a lot. Um, but does it ever even like kind of come into consideration sometime down the road? Uh, I forget the who makes those games like the Walking Dead game, the the choose your own adventure telltale. games, telltale, like a telltale almost type of game, almost like, a, you know, visual novel, more like a click through kind of thing where you can kind of have some choices or uh, make. Yeah, that was our whole idea. Yeah, yeah, of course. That was our whole idea. If you remember in the manifesto, we showed you a proof of concept. I mean, we, and then I updated you guys that we had to stop development on that for a little bit to actually move forward on other things. But that was the proof of concept. It was supposed to ultimately have a UI. We're still going to be releasing a proof of concept sometime late autumn. Yeah. Um, But, um, I yeah, more tied it's, into it's, the comics though. Like as the comics develop out, would that stay like within the comics or would it be kind of now? Because now that you have that coming out, um, almost like a, you know, after the seasons come out and sometime down the road, like, hey, here's like a, an extra little piece or continuation of a certain character kind of. So thing. this is where a side stories break out. Mm-hmm. And then this is where a season Spin-off, two actually plays. Yeah, you know, the Disney yeah. Plus show. And then, yeah, basically um, the Star Wars novels. Um, But yeah, I um, was mentioning that in chat yesterday that, uh, you know, we have events planned for like the season two stuff. So you guys can actually add in some of your backstories. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're actually going to go all the way back in time to some of the early submissions for backstories. Excuse me. And implementing some of those. But in the sense of the game, like I like I said before, uh, different aspects of the story will be fleshed out. Like maybe there was a couple of things left out on how Grandmaster Duck became this at this point of his life. And now in a Dunkatsu mission, you bump into an item that actually describes the realm he had gone to. You're supposed to now tie those two strings together. In our RPG game, it'll be the right. same thing as well, where you, you get to pick you, all these little remnants of where gaps were left off in the story, you get to fill them in with uh, with these, you know, other avenues. And I feel like that's proper world building where mm. almost everything you put out plays back into it and well, further fleshes it all out. It allows us as community members or fans too to like decide kind of our involvement. Like, hey, if the comic's enough for you, like, all right, that's good. Like if you need more, you want like, because I love details. I'm reading a book right now, but it's like an older book I'd read. Uh, so it was like a young adult book. And that was one of my things reading those even growing up was like, I need more. Or like something like Game of Thrones, where it goes the opposite side, where, you know, he explains something for 15 chapters before you even get into the story. Um, so that allows you, though, I like that because you can choose like how much like, oh, this I need more of this like right now. Like I can't wait. So that's that's awesome. Are, are we going to get the backstory of the uh, composition notebook uh, feathers and how those came oh to be? Oh, my God. Give it up. The TV well, static. It's, just, it's static. The static. Bro, it's static. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you static. know, <laughs> uh, it, in the paranormal world, also, like, the you can go down so many, like, avenues with this, like, spirituality, paranormal, uh, then also, like, scary movies, paranormal, etc. You know, the white noise is supposed to be, like, that, like, baseline frequency that you can essentially, like, go in between worlds or, you know, other yeah. dimensions or speak to the unknown. So, of course, since these characters are, like, dabbling in, like, you know, these, these taboo, uh, uh, these taboo teachings, 
um, static would make sense because they're also, you know, talking to the to the other side since some Can't of them even don't it. even have a neck. Or, or they're small little ducks that got trapped in a composition notebook. I mean, it could, you could go either way, but I, I see it's all subjective. Uh, but no, <laughs> I just always love giving they you each their own, bro. If that's yeah. what you see, just like the fart eyes, sure. Yeah. You know, I see a fart eyes is a great right. Like, I mean, you can't argue with that one. Speaking of all the bowl cuts, though, that kind of has like yeah, a, monk, a monk haircut written all over it as far as fitting in some of the lore. I think that'd be perfect. Absolutely. Or you're on channel three before you connect your console and. Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Wow, you brought and it back with that. Yeah. Or when you're uh, like if you're drinking a sparkling water, same sensation. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going uh deep into that's that. how static tastes yeah uh man uh See, channel yeah. three I, I there was a time too like way back when they'd have like i don't know if it was hbo where like the adult stations would be like way high on the channel list and you'd see all the fuzz and every once in a while something would peek through i don't know if you can PJ, uh, Tommy, tom, tom, tom was going skin and max you don't remember uh, that? yeah late at night uh, no they were like oh, no I, the black box. Remember yeah, those cable, trust cable me, box? Trust me. We're, we're reaching a, a Tom core memory here. Uh, yeah. Some Tom lore there, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the channel three just dials it back right there. That's uh, And then you wake the, the your parents up because the TV's now going, and it's just everybody in the house is up. They know you're late. It's, it's, a, it's a bad. That was bad. That's when sleepovers just went, oh, we're over now. Game's yep. over. Yep. Um, wow. You just dialed back a child. And you were playing there. four player on like a 28-inch TV. Yeah, golden eye all day. Yeah, yeah, on like this tiny little screen, where it's like no screen speaks. peaking, and it's like, dude, I can see everyone's screen at once. It's a twenty HD. HD. Yeah, it's so this small. Is, what are you talking about? Like, that's <laughs> good old days, man. Yeah. Speaking of uh, games, I saw you, Demosthenes, calling out people for Street Fighter, saying you're you're the man in that game. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I can like nine out of ten. I'll just recommend. Like, dude, first of all, I used to sit at the arcade in Chinatown Fair with like one to two quarters max. Um. I've also played like for hypothetical educational reasons, because I've actually owned the actual copies of these games. I've played emulators and ROMs with the actual online counterpart. And there was this whole underground forum world way before Xbox 360 had online with Street Fighter. You'd be able to play the arcade cabinet versions with this slew of people out of like all over the world, including like top professionals to be there. And that's where I really got my chops up uh, and the arcade. Um, but um, on Street Fighter V, for instance, when it first came out, I'd be sitting online for, I'm talking weeks on end before I'd see one loss. And in those days, I'd be playing like four hours a day. And it's like, who's yeah, your main You just don't forget players? it. Uh, and Bison all day. I play charge characters. Uh -huh. Yeah, the ones that you got to like hold back for two seconds, press forward. Uh, and then oh, you yeah. could do your move. And did a little flip, a little slide. Oh man! Uh, yeah, Psycho Crusher, the knee, the knee stomp. But the cool yeah. thing is, when you know how to play those, you don't do the noob thing of walking backwards. What you do is there's this little trick where you go forward, backwards, and then forward again, and then back. And what happens is your character just stays perfectly still, but the 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 your opponent can't actually tell you're actually charging the character still, and it's called charge canceling. And then you're constantly playing with their uh, mind like that. Thing. I, I believe you now um, after hearing all that. That's, that's yeah. I mean, that was way too intense. Head. I'm more of a. I'll play you guys for some Ada live stream and mop the floor with oh, you. Oh, you only, only, only if you rematch me. I was I'm going to play a Mortal Kombat probably. Yeah, he'll do Mortal uh, Kombat. Uh, I'll do Marvel vs. Capcom. I was going to say FIFA. You give me oh, FIFA. Oh, I could do MVC too, bro. Let's yeah. do it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, cable, I'll get cable. Get. Uh, I was just gonna say, don't Sentinel. tell me you're the assist. Uh, you got the che- you got the high tier cheesy team. Well, ba, 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 yeah, Sentinel my, comes in, but the air drop was uh, hyper viper uh, beam over and over. Nemesis, you relating to this down there? Name from Mega Man. The I like Tekken. Those little guys called the little uh droids. It's like the little ye- le- yellow, yeah, like yeah, Lego block man. man. I forget yeah, his name. That was my third. His name. Sure. Super Troll. Oh man, I'm, I'm lost right now. I, I was uh, Blanca Main in a Street Fighter. Yeah, see, I was like Jerry all day, just just like electrocuting the whole Where time. Are you? No, I was definitely like a Ken kind of. I don't know you why. Would be a typical Ken. I mean, that's bro. Or, or Super just, Smash too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Bombing was more involved with the adult channels on the black box. I got it, dude. <laughs> he's he's yeah. waiting for that moment. Watch out, watch out for those high channels, man. Uh, <laughs> catch those little through the static. Um, I, I don't even know what we're talking about. That's, that's what here. through the wire is about, I thought. Yeah. At least it was for me growing up. Getting those adult uh, channels, E, uncensored E coming through the static. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Um, Our man, we, what's happening? What what's new in the space though, man? What are you guys excited that's coming up right now that you've seen that looks pretty cool? I was gonna say we we were gonna talk about card over. packs. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I'm excited. We got a live stream on up. Monday. Yeah, yeah. live stream. Actually, they mm-hmm. open up on Sunday, so I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tap into this. I got like seventy something of them got, right now. Yeah, we're not gonna open. We're not just gonna sit here and watch you open all those. So that's fine. no. So <laughs> yeah, we got we got that happening right now. Uh, the other one we is House next of week. Titans too. We've been intrigued with. We're watching it. Yeah, just back and forth on it. Uh, we're yeah, we're, I, I like we like some of the artwork on there, not all the artwork, still early, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. the other next week I was gonna say though is Dex Hunter on the 22nd, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, the hunt, the hunt token, they announced all the details for that next week, so it's a one hour sale. Um, I'm wondering if the DJs are gonna come out like they did for Li Fi for that, so got some ADA ready to go. Um, I don't know about you guys. Uh, Toolheads too, another one at the end of the month. That's, that's, that's right, another yeah. one. Ooh, t- Wait, what? What is it? Toolheads. What's he Tool- tools? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited for that. I'm that a huge too. fan of Legion of Brad, man. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. We had this as a topic on there, but we're not even like diving into it. When you look at all that stuff, it really is like these utility um, NFTs over here, where they're dropping PFPs now, where they had like say Tappy Tools. Like, I'm still not a fan of the payments over there, but you can't argue with what Tap Tools did. Um, that's why I think CNFT tools has a very interesting mechanic to it because they've got really good artwork on top of the analytics now. Yep. And I'm wondering if they're going to kind yep. of replace, uh, take, take over a little bit of that niche right there. And then stuff like Dex Hunter, like that's just another, like it's a sniping uh, utility thing where people want, you know, they want that service these days. And I think that's like, can a PFP like almost like stand up to those kind of things right now? And that's, that's an interesting uh, conversation you can have right now. Cause a lot of these, and ones that have like an actual product behind them, um that put a pfp out that's somewhat clean man you've got some competition now in the space uh, for that and that's it's it's an interesting conversation to say the least i think i don't know what your guys thoughts are on any of that oh definitely i agree with you but um i would say that the space still requires uh variety and options mm-hmm. um you know you could have that you could still have a chilled kong you could still do a tappy tools um so i don't see like people giving up their whole collections just so they can get five tappies because once you hit the the threshold of what's needed to get max uh sweet uh permissions on on the platform you're pretty set yeah um 
So, yeah. And then if you want to talk about the whole PFP side, then, then they have to compete with what it takes to consistently keep people engaged and constantly going while yeah. still providing all these iterations for such a complex uh, platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is an interesting one. I mean, uh, from your guys' perspective, outside of some of the ones we just mentioned, you guys interested in anything coming up or anything catching your guys' eye? For me, uh, it's CNFT tools for sure. Because um, like I said, I, I really like Legion of Brad. He's also our uh, stake pool operator. Um, I've liked him since the day I got to see CNFT.tools and would use it every day as like mm-hmm. information aggregator to get all the floors and the if you guys remember, that was like the meta back in the day to like see the, the oh, something yeah. land on the floor quicker oh, yeah. than, than oh, yeah. on the on the filtered it. Yeah, you had to go filter yep. by on Rarities sale. All day. Absolutely. Yep. Um, they, we were we were talked about them too because they I realized they uh, were back it's two years now. Uh, August of twenty one is when Cena Tools went went live. It's crazy that they've been in the space pretty much you know since in that beginning time too. Since to the beginning them. for me and TJ, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was right there when you guys. I uh, pretty much that was like the meta, right? We said, "Hey, mm-hmm. go log on to CNFT tools and go check your rarity." Like that yeah, was. Like, I still have a bookmark because of that. Like those are some of the first ones I bookmarked for our Cardano side. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Nemesis, are you collecting anything these days, uh, NFT wise? Um, I mean, I still have the decks that uh, CNFT Jungle the, Pass. The Jungle Pass, yeah. Uh, yeah, I minted that and I never nice. sold it. So I mean. I'm I'm gonna put it to use next week and see what happens. Um, yeah. How many I comics just, are you gonna buy on Friday? Um, a thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, as far do you guys are you guys like still collectors? I know obviously before um, you guys had the project. I know Demosthenes, your kind of history. You spoke about how you guys used to go and uh, collect stuff, flip stuff, do all that. Uh, Nemesis, did you were you in on that side too? Um, before you guys dropped the NFTs, yes, yeah. So you, are you still guys like do you? I know, well, do, got, do, sure, do you mean masses? Do you mean masses or just support with just the one? Masses and flip. like me and TJ usually get one or two, or Tommy will mint like 93 at a time. <laughs> I'm more like it, it depends. I mean, I mean, it all depends. That's true. Like, yeah, I mean, TJ, we've gone for more. That's that's fair. Yeah, generally though, four. you and me are you. Yeah, exactly. We'll bump it up to three or four sometimes. <laughs> you can, hey, you know those fifteen minutes will get ten. You know, it's them. funny because groups groups always have these dynamics. Like you know, back in the day with us, like it'd be me, crib keeper, her. And then we would run like the small little alpha group where we like put people uh, under our wing and like show them things. And they would get, they would get like, you know, something that sounded reasonable, two, three. And then me and Crypt Keeper were always the like devious masterminds where we would like strategically lay out the, the pros and cons of why we're going to get X amount and then set out to accomplish said task. Yeah. But yeah, I still collect. The, the problem with me now is that. Uh, um, I'll be honest, you know, I have my own personal wallets that I'm, I geek the fuck out with. I'll even still buy rug pulls just because of the art. Um, like I'll still buy Coco Locos because it's silly as hell and it's meme worthy, but I can't do that from my Demosthenes wallet. And I've, I learned that very early where I would see people actually say like, Oh, I noticed you, you have like three of these. It must be good. Right. And I'm just like, oh, no, I'm not about to watch you people do what I recklessly like to do just because I find this fun right now to mint this. You know, like, I can't have Austin, that. he's bought uh, Coco Loco. These must be taking Breaking news. Soon. He must be yeah. buying them. 
You guys can make an NFT alpha channel. It sounds like over there, just hype up some projects. We 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 talked about that's that. No, like, that's not, they don't have enough work to do, right? Come on. No, but I'm saying like it almost comes with like a territory of like a, a responsibility that you necessarily don't even want. Uh, where people just are like, "Oh, you're doing this? Well, I should do this because they they seem successful over there." And like, and then it's, it's like, "What the fuck? Like, why'd you yeah. tell me to do that?" And it's like, yeah, and they, they lay all their mistakes and their bad poor choices yeah. on you. Yeah, that's and then you just, you get blamed for it no matter what. That's got. That's be why I have road. my squash sweater wallet was my first wallet, but that's kind of my show one, exact same thing. So uh, that's the one I. I've got like five different stuff. wallets, but every time we yeah. do the streams now, everybody just knows my wallets. I need to stop. I need to start changing them again. People start. Oh, you show your NFTs. Oh, you tag yeah. them right back to your wallets. Yeah, yeah. And you post the... on Twitter all the time from all your different wallets you have. Mm. Hey, you show like treasure troves of NFTs you've gotten. Yeah, and uh, I mean, who doesn't nope. like to flex that? Can't hide on the blockchain for sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's uh, one thing I really, really miss. Just being able to be like, enough. oh man, I used to love that. You just walk into the Discord, everyone's like, oh look what I got. You'd be like, oh yeah. Well, did you guys see this? It's just like a ginormous screenshot with tiny micro NFTs from how many you have. And everyone's yeah. mind is blown. I remember uh, for Dead Rabbit, shout out to those guys. They thought that I literally bought it. Uh, and that was the beauty of it. Like, if you really flip, then do it the right way. Like, be that crazy person who will make like 30 wallets so you can really get as many as you want. Um that's if you, you, you know, you're, you're that guy, no bot. Um, but I remember I had gotten like 30 something rabbits and everything sold out in like three minutes and people were legitimately starting to fund them and claim that it was their mentor. And I was over and over again, trying to get them to realize like, no, 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 I'm just that crazy. Like I stood up all night making 25 instances, like yeah. to be able to run them yes. and tandem with each other. Those Damn. boys are crazy. When we had an alpha discord amongst us, shit. It was like they treated mints like a video game where yeah. everyone would have like a ton of instances and, and everyone's different, you know? Like it's it's like Ender's game. I, I don't know if you guys sure. <laughs> read that oh, yeah. but like oh, yeah. everyone's at their station and, and and it depends on on where your head is at. You don't know what the next dude is doing or and it's funny because like yeah like demo is that crazy where he he would <laughs> he was go Ender? for he would go for like over 30 minutes at a time like it in like video game mode like just yeah, that's why i hate person, when people are like no botting no nothing like that where it's just all organic like it's commitment yeah, I watch all these like, and dude, I held so much of it to be quite honest, um, because I really love a lot of these projects and I wanted to see them like survive. Um, I really can't stand like when people tell me bullcrap, like, oh, you're probably extracting liquidity. Like, bro, you you are going crazy about losing 30 ADA. Like, I have literally lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, like in the span of hypothetically, of course, in the span of like two and a half years, um, yeah. you know, and it wasn't even just chasing money. It was really like, oh, I really believe this white paper. Like, I truly want to see these guys shine. I'm going to grab like 20K that I just like made and I'm going to put it right back into it. And it didn't always work out. Even Fucking, I have like a Gala, uh, Gala Founders note. I bought that literally when they first dropped them. And um, yeah, now I can't even sell it. So I, I just can't stand people are, are looking at me like, uh, 
a fair weather founder. And I've been in the trenches in the mud as a collector and I understand the user experience. That's why I'm always trying to remind people, like you have to actually understand what you're actually trying to buy. Because right now we have this disconnect where we define the word utility to mean rev share. And I think that's where we got, we kind of lost ourselves. Like if you read the white paper, you read the roadmap and you're getting exactly that, then what do you want? Yeah. That's where, that's where the journey's going. I think people forget too that most of the founders in the NFT space were collectors themselves first. They were NFT minters, just like the people that are minting the, your project out now. They forget that, like, oh wow, why does he have so many of this now? Like, what what are they doing? Like, I just people forget that there's a big disconnect with that. Oh, you're selling? Oh, God forbid you take profits in this world. Yeah, I know. You know, well, we I, we don't get that side because it's you know not a project. But the one thing we have every once in a while, just, we can't talk about a project without someone like. Oh, way to pump your bags, guys. And it's like, oh my we have God. like that's one so of those funny. between the three of us. Like, Literally. We just have a project. We like talking to them and we like what they're doing coming up. It's got us excited, but like we have one in our like shared in, wallet. In our shared wallet. Yeah. Like just one of We're those. definitely waiting to bank on that. Dude, that's the, that's, the, that's the sad part of it sometimes where you're like actually just honestly collecting. You honestly think it's it's cool or you 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 want to just mint it for the mint experience sometimes the mint experience is like uh shout out to old money man freaking always yeah. top notch mint experiences are like i don't even care what i get at the end of it i just want to experience how freaking sick this is and then you have an individual who's like i just all in and you're just like wait what yeah i i i saw you get it and i know it's gonna 10x so what i did was my wife was sleeping and i took the credit card i'm not supposed to use it i bought Ten of them, we're gonna make it right. And you're like, I, I never said Put that. that evil you know? on me, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I just, yeah, I just wanted to hear the the guy slapping his thigh sounds. That's all the only reason I did old money for sure. <laughs> uh, no, that I mean that's got to be a tough road to like. And I get it, man. Like it's 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 fun to have those experiences, and then sometimes you you can even get carried away sometimes doing that. But then if somebody catches you because you're under Pretty the limelight, like, Tommy. I had I had 198 at one point. I mint like minted oh. like at that point, and I I've taken yeah, a little I think, carried away sometimes. I've sold like maybe 30 of them, like just to take back. I'm like I spent like, way too much on this. I probably need to get some money back on some of it, but it's not like I'm like out of old money. It's just because like I had fun doing it. I you know it's my money. I spend it how I want to spend it, and if I want to get some of it back, I have every right to do that, and that's my responsibility that I take on as as a a, a consumer at that point but yeah it is a tough like light you know people put you under a microscope as soon as you step into the spotlight and i can only imagine it gets amplified when you guys are a popular and and well well uh viewed project inside the space when when you guys do personal things like that so yeah i was just curious but yeah as far as utility nfts go i do think that they are they're having their time to shine and i just think as we move into this new phase of nfts as it moves back towards a bull cycle you're going to see a lot of those, um, you know, you will see more of the PFPs start to have a, a chance again against some of those uh, ones, as long as they've got a good community behind them, um, you know, and they're engaging. And like you said, you got to be, you still got to be active regardless, um, whether it's hype or marketing or not, you still need to be involved with what's going on. People need to be able to hear from you, even if there's not like groundbreaking news every, every single day or, you know, a milestone every single month. Yeah, because uh, you can have the best tool in the world if there's no daily active users. Do you even have a tool at all? So um, that's where a lot of people are going to find themselves battling with when the bull market does come. Because one thing we all forget, the noise, it gets so loud. There's so many mints 
So much yeah. bullish stuff on the timeline. So many advancements happening. If you're not making noise, you will get left in the dust. You know what's really cool though? Um, just watching these two giants, giant aggregators come back from slumber when we all thought like they were done, right? Like, mm-hmm. see if you guys remember, Jungle came out to compete with Early. C. And now they're back at it again. To me, it's exciting, dude. It's super exciting. I love that. And uh, you're going to see the crazy part too, is that when stuff does pick up, these guys are, uh, you know, if, if anything, they have a great competitive advantage right now because things are slow and they're, it's easy to get seen, especially if you've got a pretty decent viable product, but it's when those big, you know, imagine it, uh, OpenSea puts an, uh, a wallet connect in for Cardano. Now all these marketplaces are shivering. They're like, Oh, you know, like, Holy shit. Like there's a really good product over here. I got to compete with this now. So yeah, like this, this is the time to be able to really establish your community, establish your brand and get to the forefront. So I think that's a good, in the meta of utility NFTs, now's a good time for them. But um, like we said, we've already seen the hype time for PFPs when it, when everything was first kicking off. And uh, you guys now, like, especially because uh, you're, you're such a unique project, I think when it comes down to the creativity part, portion of that, there's nothing like it in the space, um, at least from, from our perspective, um, uh, you know, well, I, Oh, I was just going to say, and you said, you know, it's easy to get seen. And I agree. And like you and uh, um, and Demosthenes and Nemesis, you were saying earlier, especially like if you're not doing that marketing, it's easy to get seen as long as you're you're trying, you're engaging, you're taking the time or you have someone on the team that's taking the time to do spaces or, uh, you know, come on shows like this, um, because it's something that you hit at Demosthenes with daily active users. I mean, like some of these projects we're seeing that develop games, especially some that are developing games that aren't single player, they're going to rely on other people playing to make that experience fun, or you're going to be in there by yourself. And they may have a working product, they may have a game that's actually pretty fun or cool to play. But if everyone's kind of moved on, because you have not been engaged over the past year and a half, two years you developed, you're not going to have anyone playing, you're going to have the five people in the discord that still hang out, uh, going crazy for it. And it just won't get like that kind of, you know, it's very hard once you once you stop moving to get that momentum going again. Um, so we have so many projects. I'm hoping that some of these games actually pan out and we get some use even, uh, what was the one we've been playing recently, Tommy, not Splitgate, but, um, uh, uh, World 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 then. Then. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That's a great example where they're making like a shooter and if it's going to be an online multiplayer. So like the first time you joined Tommy, you had to make a server by yourself. The only time we've really seen people, it's very early stages, but this is when we join as a group. So if, if people aren't really getting hyped up enough to get into it, um, then when you have the full launch, it's just gonna be that much more of a struggle. Cause we had no idea too, uh, that that was coming out or at the stage it was yeah. in. It's just the importance of community, right? You gotta have, a, you gotta have a user base to build off of, to be even to sell that product to. Cause you can build, like you said, the coolest thing and, but nobody's using it. Who's using that right there? Daily active users. Um, and then you just wasted all that time and effort and money for nothing. So you got to know your audience. You got to really, like you said, get out there and build and be in the community. Talk to the people that you're selling to or go find and chase and the people that aren't there and, you know, bring them in and get them to realize, hey, I want to be a part of this over here. Like I like which I love what you guys are doing as far as the Comic-Con thing and tapping into a new audience that's not necessarily in Web3, but it, it has the potential to pull them in. Um, and here's the beauty. Um, you guys are are like, the testers, the first ones in with everything, right? And I feel like most founders, you see it this way, especially for the ones with gaming. With you guys, if you enjoy the product, then basically the founder should find a clever way to get you guys to be incentivized to want to promote it. Mm. Now, when a user from outside of this space comes in, 
it's not an empty, like, it's not a, you know, an empty room with crickets. It's like, oh, it's already has users. They're already leaving reviews. There's, there's already reasons for me to get in. And especially with a game, you know, maybe you have a Discord with 3,000 holders. Well, it would be pretty neat that if it lands on Steam, you already have like at least 1.5, 2K active online users already in the world or on the server to mm-hmm. entice the new uh, demographic to jump on in mm-hmm. from outside of Web2, uh, Web3. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, lo- I love that idea right there. Um, guys, I think, man, I'm looking at the time right now. Yeah, I think I we, we need it. We uh we said an hour. We'll we'll keep this light over here. This is happens every single time when we do these uh these interviews. At least might we, have, hold- we might have, well we didn't account for the twenty minutes we needed to talk about uh Marvel versus Capcom and Street Fighter. So <laughs> yeah, his reaction that that, like, yeah, yeah. and that was important. <laughs> that was vital to the show. Oh man, I didn't even know you could do that over there. We're I forgot you could do that. Yeah, don't get us started because you can start turning into little animals here. Um, and that wow. we could have a, we could have a real NPC night. Uh, here at the end of the stream <laughs> but we're not going to do that over here i think what we're going to do is going to start to as like we like to say wrap it up on the back end over here onto the podcast and uh just wanted to say thank you guys and nemesis we're glad that you didn't get rugged the entire time because that would have been uh not a fun it was, it was good to hear some insight though too from you um because it's always it's always obviously demos we hear from you all the time inside the space tj uh tj is now a cow um over here so <laughs> You guys can all be be animals, not avatars. (laughs) Did they got a duck there? Because you know what? That would have been perfect. They don't have a duck. um, I was going to say, because if Demos just turned into a duck right now, um, I'm pretty sure we would just lose our shit and and that would be the end of the show right there. Dude, that looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) They do a pretty Uh, good job with it. Yeah, it's not bad. Actually, it has the eye movements and stuff like that, too. Yeah, uh, we go full VTuber for sure, very easily. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta stop that right there. Um, Nemesis, you could have been that the entire time. We we could have just put that there. Just instead of the hat, that's that's your real protection right there. Just turn into an animal NPC. Oh, there, see, there, there, go. <laughs> there, there you go. There we go. Really matches so well. It's crazy. Uh, I think. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Busy. Uh, dirt. <laughs> <laughs>